Again, it's hard meeting friends and joining communities as an adult. It's tough. I have grown my reach and in order to provide more women the map to how fabulous this golf is, that this sport is. And out of that community, they are meeting new friends and bringing that community into their life, into their soul. That is what gives me the greatest pleasure ever. Hey there, welcome to The Average Suck Show. Today is gonna be absolutely incredible. Our guest today has more in common with you and your mission than you can imagine. Tori is a mother of three incredible teenagers. She is an entrepreneur and somebody that has taken golf to an entirely new level, a, a game that so many people are intimidated by, they have trouble getting better at, and she has found a way to teach women in golf how to not just be better at golf, but to create an incredible community. Her mission and her business transcends way past the golf course, way past business, and it's really about making an impact in people's lives and really allowing them to see their greatness in what they do and allow them to be above average at the game of golf. And what I love about Tori and what she's doing, she's not only the Arizona 2022 Women's Golfer of the Year, she's really about sharing her gift and her purpose with other women out there that truly want to succeed. This is going to be a conversation I know about life. It's going to be about business, about getting through challenges in life, and really how to level up in what it is that you do. So Tori, super excited that you're here. Give that awkward high five across, yes. the, across the table yes. and get ready to rock. So I got really excited about this like and the reason why is I thought you've been playing golf I literally thought you've been playing golf your entire life and you decided to switch from I don't know what you played as a kid but you picked up golf mid-20s yeah I mean like everyone else I wish I played it earlier I wish I played it as a kid but I was a tennis and softball player and I continued to play softball as an adult but I slowly transitioned into golf because my husband played a ton of golf. And I was ah, like, if I don't join him, okay. he's going to be off every weekend playing and I'll just be at home by myself. How did so, he feel about that? He was fine. So and he, did he invite you or you invited yourself? Uh, probably a little bit of both. Okay. But now, of course, the tables have turned and I play a lot more golf than him. So Is there is there like a who's better proportionally thing yet? or? Oh, no, it's clear I'm better. Okay, I just want, I wanted to throw it out there. <laughs> I wanted to throw it out there. And, and I, lo I love the angle because, I mean, golf – predominantly, you know, in the old days, it was like a guy's game that hang out and you're mm -hmm. literally building clubs for women to yeah. literally get together, to spend time, to build community. And how did you transition from this idea of like, I like golf and I play with my husband and I'm clearly the better golfer <laughs> to I'm going to make this my profession, my business. And I want to share this with the world. Like, where was that point where it went from like, I'm playing, I'm playing well to time to share. Yeah. So it came pretty naturally. So I was continually getting better. I was continually working at my game. And I actually lost a big tournament. So Where were uh, we at? it was a club championship at my local club here, Arizona okay. Country Club. I lost. I really thought I was going to win. I went into it feeling confident. And I ended up losing was really distraught over Can it. Can I ask how, how bad the loss was? Like, like talk, get, well, talk strokes. Well, it was like, the set, it was match play. Match so play, okay. second round, it wasn't even like the final round. And, you know, on paper, I should have won fairly easily. And Do you mean on paper the night before you started? Or well, on paper that morning? Or on paper, well, on the physical like card? Just, no, like just on paper, like I was a, I felt I was a better golfer. Okay. I had a lower handicap index. I, you know, typically was a better golfer than this, my, okay. my opponent. But... That's one of the maddening things about golf. You never know what kind of game's gonna show up any day. Do you think your competition was more ready that day or? Pro probably less pressure and unaffected by the scenario. Okay. You know, I tend to, some tournaments tend to be bigger in my head than they should be. But I ended up losing and I went to my coach at the time. And I said, okay, I'm not practicing the right things. I'm just going out to the range and I'm just hitting balls. I have no plan. I don't, like, what do I really need to work on? And he took a scrap piece of paper and he gave me two practice plans to follow um, on any given day. And he gave me two just so I wasn't doing the same one over and over again. And it was, it was 
detailed and it showed me exactly what to do. And I did that and I started to make really good strides in my golf game. And I thought to myself, why isn't there something out there like almost like a workout program, but for golf, like a practice program that someone can follow for 30 days. And each day is a different practice plan, you know, keeps the boredom from happening. And you go out and you know exactly what to do. And when you're done with that plan, you feel accomplished. You feel like you're making progress. And so that's where it all started. I, I made my own online practice program specifically for women. And for the female recreational golfer. What, what did the first program look like? Was it a piece of paper? Was it in a binder? Well, was it a video? What was it? Like, so, how did it start? Because we're dealing with entrepreneurs. Like, most of our yeah. people watching this and listening to this right now, they're entrepreneurs. And they literally make things on a napkin. It oh, either yeah. works or it doesn't. So tell me, like, what that first, what that looked like. And how long ago was this? This was about four years ago. Okay, so you Maybe even going on five years ago. Did you go sell your husband on it right away? Oh, yeah, because I love okay. ideas. Yeah, okay. Uh, like we all do. Like we have new ideas every day. So I came and I told them exactly what I wanted to do. And I knew exactly what I wanted to look like. I wanted to look like an online course, but be on an app where they yeah. can take to the to the practice facilities and, and look at the videos and know exactly what to do and have a workbook that they can like write on. Because women, you know, we like workbooks. Yeah, we like okay. feeling the paper. And I know it's just so one of our things. Take note of that for our, for yeah. our clients, yeah. <laughs> like we like to like, you know, have a spiral bound thing that will show our practice. So I knew exactly that's how I wanted to look like. I had no idea how to execute it, but I was ready. Like I was ready to put forth the effort and the money to make this happen. So I actually hired a business coach and she worked with me for, I think six months straight in producing, like she showed me exactly what to do, even down to, because I had to hire a videographer to come out on the course with me for, I think we had four different shooting days that we did. And she would tell me exactly how to outline each video. Wow. And it was probably the first time I did something of to that level. But I just I just pushed record and I was like, let's go, let's do it. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. And and you got started. And I got started. And I'd say I, I kept that business coach for six months to a year about. Um, but we had it launched within six or three months. So you said you had to launch instant success or no. Okay. Okay. No. I, I want no, no. I want, I want one no. person wants to say instant success. Yeah, so, no. so it didn't like, you didn't get the hundred great clients immediately. Everybody paying monthly no. great success stories. Well, so I was on social media before this. Okay. okay? So, so again, I had happened naturally cause I was on doing a lot of fitness on, okay. on social media, but You're I'm a fitness a, business. Yeah. Okay. But I'm a golfer. So. Actually, my sister told me, she's like, why don't, and all my clients were golfers. So in the fis, in the fitness industry. So my sister's like, why don't you start talking about golf more? And so it just naturally turned from fitness all the way to golf. And so by the time this course came out, I was all in on golf at that point. But I had the social media business going. And um, was it instant success? No. But it just proved to me that I could execute something, you know, an idea and i mean it still sells to this day you know so it's you're still marketing that course today oh yeah and i've made other courses in the meantime but upsells and stuff in between exactly and our clients love all that stuff oh yeah and it all started with just that online program okay so a big decision so walk me through this real quick you were doing fitness so you've been an entrepreneur your whole life yeah your child of an entrepreneur your parents entrepreneurs yes okay so you grew up like what kind of businesses were they in real estate uh my dad owns a boat marina and okay. my sister owns apparel apparel stores. Got it. So it, just, it was going to be that you were going to be an entrepreneur or you're going to be not like fit in the family. Yeah. Like I'm not getting a regular nine to five job. Okay. I, I, I can't be caged in like it that. It doesn't work for you. No. Okay. So when opportunity showed up, the entrepreneur showed up and did what, um, did what she needed to do. So what was your first entrepreneurial endeavor? What'd you do prior to this? Um, like, let's go, let's go back to the beginning. I want to go yeah. back to your first way that you made money originally. 13, 14 years old, 12 years old, Yeah, your first hustle. No, I don't think there was anything that young. So I got sober very young. I got sober when I was 19 years okay. old. So before that, So you got it sober was... before you are supposed to be drinking? Exactly. Okay. I've never had a legal drink in my life. Really? So, yes. Okay. So my teenage years were all about drugs and alcohol. So when there wasn't... When uh, 13. Okay. Yeah. And so it was a very short stint by... Luckily. Yeah. But yeah, it got nipped in the butt pretty quick. And um, so- How'd you get sober? uh, Well, I kept making terrible decisions one after another. And what's probably was normal in my household growing up and wasn't as 
much of an alarm, a, a red flag to my parents was a red flag to my sister when I was living with her when I was Your 18 and 19. Or? Yep. Okay. And my sister is 10 years older than me, so she was not around at the house, you know, during my teenage years, but I moved in with her after I graduated and she was like this is not normal. And so she her and her husband actually helped me. They took me to a rehab and What did they say to you? And the reason I ask this is this comes up a lot on, yeah. in our calls and our in our stuff and in the world today. I'm watching, uh, you know, I'm watching Corbin right there with a girl like yeah. this. He's 21 years old and mm-hmm. he sees this thousands of times of what we do. So what did that conversation go like? And the reason I'm going to bring this in is I've learned that people that have gotten through alcohol and drugs become the most high-functioning human beings on earth. Yeah. So I got to tell you, I don't recommend it to people yeah. as a starting yeah. point, but mm-hmm. it's really cool we get there. So what, how, how did they have the conversation with you? It. Well, it wasn't much of a choice. So again, I was living with them and I was in California at the time. We were in California and okay. I'm born and raised in Rochester, New York. So oh, really? far okay. from home, it's not like I have some place to run off to or another place to live. Okay. I, I don't have like a stash of money to do that or you know the ability to do that at that point. So they pretty much said, we're gonna kick you out, which meant going back to Rochester or you're gonna get some help. And they really just took really fast action you know, became unacceptable. And very quickly after that, they had, they took action for me that I couldn't do on my own and just drove me to the rehab and said, go do this. And then we'll see what we'll, we'll see you after. And it ended up being like 26 days, you know, it was a 28 day program. Wow. Cause you could have went a totally different direction. We wouldn't be on this podcast right now. Oh yeah. No, I'd be dead. So do you thank them ever for that? Oh yeah. And we talk about it and you know, there's stories that we still laugh about, you know, so you just thought it was acceptable because that's the environment you're in. Yeah. And then yeah. you get sober at 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And then what happened after that? I just did everything they told me to do. So that's where I see the miracle that happened because yeah. for some reason. Those are mentors. I, yeah. I was like, they told me what to do. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. You know, so which included going to a halfway house after okay. rehab. It included doing 90 meetings in 90 days. Um, I eventually found a sober softball league that made me feel like okay i can have fun outside of drinking you know because i loved softball and um fast forward i actually once we moved to phoenix i actually started the sober softball league here which has now grown to i'd actually might say that was my first kind of entrepreneur entrepreneurial adventure was starting that sober softball league and i've never thought about it like that but it has grown into something amazing and it's it's still out there oh yeah it's still so out you there you built something your you uh-huh. built something we have the chills just thinking yeah. about this not because it's cold in here yeah literally um you built something that's still living today 19 because years of your ago chal- because yeah. at 19 years old yeah you did something that 19 years well years later but 19 yeah. years later you literally it's still out there and offering gifts so i yeah. don't I, I see you as an entrepreneur but you're really like a mission-driven entrepreneur and you're, you, it sounds to me like the things you do have to have purpose behind them. Yeah. Because I don't think this is about golf. It's really offering people what golf offers you. It really offers you confidence and, and the ability to show your skills, challenge yourself, mm-hmm. and, to, and to be great at something. So the softball league, do you touch in with it at all? or? Not anymore, really. Okay. I, I did for a while. Um, again, this so I started it probably 18 years ago, maybe 19, going on 19 years ago. And I played in it for years. You know, okay. and it just. How are you at softball? It, I'm a pretty good softball player. Okay. I can't throw anymore. Like really good, I'm great. Really good. Okay. But when you can't throw anymore, can my shoulders throw? all busted. I don't know. Okay. I got a guy to remind me after this to fix that shoulder. Well, it only I, 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 hurts I just, when I yeah. throw a softball. So it's like I don't, you know. But anyway. I got a guy for you <laughs> from Jersey, but I got a guy. I got a guy that, that'll fix that shoulder. So um, you can't throw anymore, but you still play? Nope. Okay. I, so. There's only so many hours in the day, and okay. this is part of the balance that we were talking about initially. It's, I don't have as much time. I want to be an, an amazing golfer. I want to be one of the best in the country, mid-am golfers in the country. In order to do that, I can't, I can't play softball as much. I can't play pickleball. I'm a very competitive person, and I want to go all in, and I know this about myself. So I just I have to pick and choose between what I commit to. The only person I've ever seen do it didn't do it successfully, but Bo Jackson was the only one we growing up as a kid that played football and baseball and Bo could yeah. do this, but he still failed at it yeah. because he succeeded by making both both professional leagues, but got injured in one and couldn't do both. Yeah. So I've never seen anybody be great at anything that didn't make the choice. My daughter's going through that right now, picking mm-hmm. dance, figure skating, and the competitions. We finally, we navigated it for 11 years, and now at 11 years old, she has to pick which competition she goes that weekend, and one is going to 
be done. And I know it's going to be the skating that we're going to continue with. But so you find that people out there that want to be great at golf, they need to select that that's their thing? Yeah, depending on what kind of level you want to get at. And for me, I want to get to a pretty high level. So I just know that that's all the free time I have that is geared towards golf okay. and training. So, mm-hmm. so here's, here's, here's my question. So you put together this program, and what was it originally designed to do? It was designed to give players like me, players that really want to get better at golf, you know, they have a passion, you know, they're just starting out or, or they're just on a plateau. Like let's say they're a 15 handicap and they really want to be a single digit. It gives them a plan on how to do it. And okay. that's, and it's online. It's all digital. It's not something where you're having to get uh, private lessons or, you know, spend. So you're the private coach. Of, um, I wouldn't go that far. because it's a coach. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, you know what, Eva, what happened is as I'm building these programs and eventually events and tournaments, it has formed a community like none other. Really? So that's really. So you've got a group of people committed to wanting to get better at golf, becoming more confident in their passion of golf. Yeah. And because one of the most frustrating things about golf is that people don't know how to get better at it. And they make up stories and there's illusions out there. Like I'm, I'm a hockey player. So when yeah. I go play golf, I have a really great swing. Yeah. And as ugly as you've ever seen. And I can hit that ball 200 yards straight. <laughs> and then I get bored by about the fourth hole. Because when my mind kicks in, I wind up either getting bored, confused, or making up a story why I'm not good at it, and never mm-hmm. really dedicated. So yeah. I wanna ask you a really interesting question. Yeah. So without using the word practice, mm-hmm. let's pretend you're not allowed to answer that question with okay. the word practice. If a person wanted to get better, like Corbin on the video right there, and he wanted to get better at golf, and you don't say the word practice, what are two or three things that you would recommend through your program, other than purchase your program, of course, yeah. but what would you recommend he do? And it, I'm gonna say practice is part of it. But while a person is practicing, what do you feel that they should work on without just saying get out on the course and hit the ball? Um, get fitted for clubs. Okay. So if you've never been fitted for clubs, you need to get fitted for clubs. Or if it's been a while, go get fitted again. So when you say been a while, okay. So I understand getting fitted for club by yeah. custom hockey sticks that I have my size and mm-hmm. everything. Totally get the difference. Um, when you say it's been a while, someone bought clubs eight years ago. What happens? The body change? or Yeah, we change. We either get more flexible or less flexible. We get stronger or less strong. Uh, our swing speed goes up or goes down, you know, depending on what our wow. personal body type is. So especially if you play consistently, yeah, your swing might have changed. So I would say every three to five years, you want to go back to a club fitter and make sure everything is fitted to your swing. So especially people watching this that can afford to do that, A, go get fitted, and B, go get a pair of clubs that allow you to have an advantage. Absolutely. And okay. even if you're a beginner. Because okay. let's even think about if you buy something right off the rack, is it the right size for you, for your height? Is it, you know, you might be swinging a lot faster than that club, you know, it might not have the proper shaft in it. So I don't care if you're a beginner or if you've been golfing for 30 years, you need to get fitted for sure. Okay, so what's number two? So I'm already fitted now. So fitted, what's Okay, so you're so, gonna get fitted for equipment. Yep. You're going to focus on course management for okay, sure. what is course management? Course management is having a strategy going into, onto a hole, any hole, any course, and really knowing what your plan is for that hole, depending on what kind of hole it is, you know? And you wanna avoid, the three things you wanna avoid as much as possible is penalty strokes. Okay. You wanna avoid, um, three putting or anything more than a two putt. Okay. And you know, you want to avoid chipping twice, which okay. is a funny term, it but, is funny. but you only really want to chip once, right? Yes. Like if you're in the spot where you're chipping, you only want to do it once. You want to be on the green right after that. You know, you don't want to duff a chip and then have to chip again. Does Got it. Mean? Number three thing. What's the third thing you'd say without saying the word practice? Okay. Get fitted, course management, um, get stronger. I mean, be, you know. This is where your fitness stuff comes in. Yeah. What do you mean by yeah. getting stronger? And is this part of your program too? Do you teach strength? Um, no, not really okay. anymore. Maybe we should build a secondary uh, yeah, program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Confident, confident golfer strength. So there is a strong correlation between how much distance you have off the tee or with any club to how good of a golfer you have. Okay. It, it really, there's a strong tie between your potential and how much distance you have. And you know, a lot of people can get stronger and there's ways to do it that's very specific to golf. Whereas if you go to a uh, certified TPI trainer, you know, it's worth it. Okay. It's worth gaining distance. Got it. So strength, strength, clubs, 
and course management. And these are things that take you from being an average golfer to above average or like above average and step out of like the random player to like have a chance to be good yeah. very quickly. Yeah. Aside from practice. And I want to and say I, one more thing. I actually. like practice. I just know that that's the, the BS answer people get. Go practice. But if you yeah. don't do course management, there is no practice. Yeah. And the last thing I actually want to add is do things that make you uncomfortable. Okay. So if you play the same course every single weekend, go play another course. Or go join a women's league or a men's league. Or go sign up for a state tournament. Like, go put yourself out there. Because I guarantee you, if you go sign up for a state tournament that makes you nervous, and let's say it's a two-day tournament, when you go back to your home course after that, everything's going to seem so much easier. So you have to put yourself under those stressful, kind of high-pressure situations with golf, and that will make you a better golfer. You think it's just golf, or do you think life in general? Uh, Life in general. Life in general. You do that in business? Yeah, I I definitely recognize what makes me uncomfortable, and I kind of do the three, two, one thing. Let's go. Okay, you have to force yourself to do it. Yes. What are those things that make you uncomfortable? Um, hmm. I don't love big crowds. Okay. So you, you know? decided to golf with the big crowds. Okay. <laughs> well, just so you decided to become a community where they yeah, watch you. Okay. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah, it's just doing. You know, having. Yeah, just, you know how it is. Like, some days you wake up and, and the schedule doesn't feel great. Like, it feels like it's a lot. And at the end of the day, you feel good about it. Like, you're just showing up. Just Do you not like the crowds? Or the crowd motivates you and you just, it literally forces you to change? I get, um, does it shut you down or does it literally, you have to play through it? I have to actively tell myself, okay, you're here to work. You have to talk. You have to be, you have to, you can't just stand in the corner. You have to go out there. and. So you're an introvert. Yes. Okay, me too. Yeah. And it's weird. People don't think that I get on big stages. I yeah. talk all the time to people. But the definition of introvert is somebody that literally, when they get around people, they're exhausted afterwards. Yes. Do you feel that same way? Absolutely. So it's not that you don't like people. I love people. But after an event, I get juiced from the event. Mm-hmm. As soon as it's done, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. So an extrovert gets juiced from being around people. So a lot yeah. of people think a talker, like you're a talker. You mm-hmm. can talk. You got your videos. You get around people. That's not an extrovert. A real extrovert is somebody that literally could do that all day long, yeah. every minute of the day, 24 hours a day, no, no. And, and make it happen. That is not me either so that's one thing i've learned a lot of entrepreneurs have that in common i think that gives us the time to be quiet and the solitude to to develop um new ideas and to do big things so let's let's step into something big here so i love i love the golf but let i believe golf is a lot of mental game Mm -hmm. so i mean i would think anything in life is a mental game i think everything in life is about mindset mindsets and everything so if you were to walk me through preparation um how would you prepare for whether you're having an event coming up or you'd prepare for a match or you'd prepare for all the way down to preparing to walking up to the tee box. Like what would you, what does your preparation look like from the night before to the day of to a week prior? Like I always look for like little idiosyncrasies or little things that people do. Like what's something that you have found that not that you read in a book that you don't really do. Like what do you actually do as weird as it is that helps you mentally get ready? Yeah. So again, when I had a lot of tough losses years ago, I remember thinking I could have done better. So that's like the worst thought that I can have after losing a tournament. How soon does that kick in? Right away. So as soon as the scores come out, it's the end, last stroke, you're like, you, you hopeful thinking, could have done better. Oh, are those yeah. your exact words? Yeah, in my head. Okay. I could have done better. Which is so, kind of negative and positive at the same time. Yeah, but I know, I know how much time, like I know if... What's important to me is to practice as much as I can, which could be a lot more than someone. It could be a lot less than someone. But, you know, I have three kids. I have a full-time job. I have a business that I'm trying to run. So even if, like today, for example, if I can get to the range for 30 minutes, that's probably as much as I could do today. But the next tournament that I'm going to come up to, which is the Arizona Mid-Am in mid-June, I want to be able to sneak in as many practice sessions as I can so that I go into that tournament knowing... I've done everything I can. Okay. So whatever happens, you know, I've done everything I can beforehand as far as practice and preparing is concerned. Now, day of, when I show up to the Mid-Am, day one, I actually don't have, um, I probably should have more of a routine than... I don't think so. You should do what works. So what what tends to work for me is not getting there early. Okay. So for me, she doesn't like the crowds. <laughs> well, I prefer in a perfect scenario, get there a half hour early, um, kind of walk around, get my bearings, get everything set up in the cart, putt for 10 to 15 minutes okay. and then get on the cart 
and go right to the first. Give yourself date. no time to think. Yes. Okay. If I'm, my coach would prefer me to get there an hour and a half before time, before warm up for a full hour, putt for twenty minutes. I can't. It gets me antsy. Is your coach the uh, 2022 Woman Golfer of the Year? No, actually. So you, know, you know it works for you. Exactly. So I, I coach people, and I have people that recommend all the time for me to get ready early. These guys watch me show up three minutes before I need to be on stage, then use the restroom on one minute late, and I will do the best performance you've ever seen yeah. because I have no time to think. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a strange question. Have mm -hmm. you ever played under the weather? Oh, yeah. Have you ever played better under the weather, like when you can't think? Oh, yeah. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. Like when you have a sinus infection or your brain hurts and yeah, you have a headache. Yeah, they say beware you, of the injured golfer. Because that injured golfer plays better because you have no time to think mm -hmm. about all the other nonsense. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So you've actually learned what works for you. So what advice do you have for people out there? Let's have you do a little coaching right now. Okay. You got people watching this right now. You have found that works for you and me. What mm -hmm. advice do you have about following what you know works versus what somebody tells you? Like how do you decipher the difference between, I know you hired the business coach yeah. to help you with the business, that part you did not have owned. Yeah. What you needed, how to get your course out. Yeah. Totally respect that but how do you know the difference between what your coach wants for you because coach has got some really good stuff for you I'm not oh, knocking yeah. we're not here to knock your coach your coach yeah. you need your coach for a lot of things but for the mindset portion how do you know that that works for you and then I got a crazy question I'm gonna ask you in a minute yeah I mean so I'm a numbers person I'm a stat taker yep. so to me it's all about building the evidence you okay. know taking the stats taking the feedback from okay this tournament I did well I'm looking at the numbers what did I do beforehand what did I do the night before? Like recognizing what what was happening in that environment during okay. that, that tournament. And during the good tournaments, the medium tournaments, the, the poorly played tournaments. So so just getting as much feedback and evidence as you can. That's huge. What works. Well, hey guys, I want to take a quick opportunity right now and remind you that Average Sucks is not just an incredible podcast. It is a way of life. It is a way of being. And the title of my best-selling book that shows you step-by-step, step, I literally walk through exactly how in my life and in the lives of our incredible students, I showed them how to live an above-average life, whether it's in your business, whether it's with your finance, with your health, any area of your life that you're looking to, scream those words, average sucks, get to the next level, get out of your box in life. This book will show you exactly how to do it. Get your copy at averagesucks.com or Amazon, wherever books are sold. Get your copy right away and get out there and start living a life that screams average sucks. Get the book. So, okay. So you're doing all of this right now. You've got a tournament coming up in Dallas later this year. Mm -hmm. Another one prior to that? Nope. So our, well, actually we have three events coming up. So in two weeks we're headed to Pebble Beach okay. and it's Beautiful. 20 players and okay. it's a Ryder Cup format. So 20 women are coming, uh, two teams of 10. Uh, we're playing Pebble, we're playing Spyglass, we're playing the Hay. It's going to be a great, it's more of a luxury retreat. Okay. Then we have a trip in September into Ireland. So Beautiful. we try and do one overseas trip a year. This year it's to Ireland. Um, and that's 12 participants. And then in Dallas in October, that's 20 play or 200 players. 200. Okay. Yeah. So there's one open really to the public to start with or new new yeah. people want to get in and then yeah. when they get in your world it's like let's go travel and do yeah. really cool stuff yeah. so let's get fitted those people all are fitted for their clubs they do course management well and yeah they're... and even the tournament players because i again i love to compete yep so i'm having my most fun on the golf course when it is a tournament situation okay you know when i'm there competing grinding it out so i wanted to start making tournaments and holding tournaments that were competitive but then around the golf it was also a lot of freaking fun. Got it. So you're making a whole experience out yes, of it. Yes. Yeah. Because people need to, people need, we have all have a lot of stuff going on. Like the majority of our students and stuff watching this and fans and people, I guess, audience, they're, yeah. they're out there, they're entrepreneurs, they're doing stuff. So how, this is the questions I like to ask is like, how do you balance this with being a mom, uh, being a wife, you know, running a business, your full-time job with this? I know you're giving me the look like, I don't really have an answer <laughs> for that. But like, what, like, how do you work on a mission at the same time as you have your priorities and everything like that like is there like it's tough what, what, I, I know it's, it's tough. tough like like so what are you doing to manage because most people give up and you haven't given up so obviously yeah. you're doing you gotta give yourself some credit you're doing something yeah that's working so how is managing this passion and love of golf are your kids golfing uh no they grew up playing golf but they just never it's not their loved thing. it okay. so you know there's only so much time you can make kids do something okay. so how do you turn it off like when you're in this mode and then it's hard it's hard because I'm also on social media a ton okay. so it is like this past weekend I had to actively tell myself we're not going to go on social media a ton this weekend we're gonna 
We're going to let the accounts rest. Did it hurt anything? Not at all. It okay. never does. It actually, rejection but. breeds obsession. So one of the things I've learned is when you actually take a minute away from your account, which a lot of people do not understand because we get addicted to it, <laughs> yeah. is when you take a second off of stuff and then you come back again, you rejuvenated your fans. Yeah. The white noise goes away. It's hard to want to... Now, so do we... Is it that we want to stay on social media to keep going and like we don't want to stop and we're scared that the engine will stop? Or is it that literally we think, or we, do we have to? Or what is that about? Because I truly believe that if we think about it correctly, rejection breeds obsession. And when we're not available, we're more valuable. And I think yeah. if we're there all the time, if church was seven days a week, nobody would go yeah. if it was available. Because it's just Sunday and you could miss it. It builds the guilt, the obligation. It builds the connection. It builds the once a week. It's not a big commitment from people. Mm -hmm. So if, if, uh, if the pro golf tour was every single week and it was every single day of the week. It would take all the, the pizzazz out of it. Super Bowl was every week. So if you thought about that, even just with what we do, just like literally, and I, I know I, I just hit you with a bullet right you there. You did. You but did. Let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Because we can test this. I think your fans that, love you. Yeah. Your page I, looks amazing too. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. You gave some you. homework to our team too. Thank I'm you. like, <laughs> I told them not the pink, but follow our color yeah. pattern. Yeah. Um, no, it's a great point. And absolutely, it can take a rest every weekend. It absolutely can. So I love making content yep. and I have a lot stored away, yep. you know? So part of it is I want to put this out there so that other people can see it, listen to it, learn from it. I love what you're creating with the community. I love mm -hmm. what you're creating because it's challenging for women to a lot of times have friends and have something in common and there's this stuff that goes on. I think having a, women together when they have a common bond and goal, it creates better relationships. Yes. I truly believe and that's hard to find. It's like, this, it's what the sorority was supposed to be that it's not. Does yes. that make sense? Yes. So we're, it could be all different types of humans and different, different parts of the world, but they come together, they have one focus of wanting to master a game or be part of a game. Is that correct? Yep, yep. Okay, so say the name of your company because I love it. What is it? Compete what? Confidence Golf. Did you even think about that? Literally, is is everything you've ever done in your life when you were nineteen? You got sober. Is about confidence. You had confidence yeah. in yourself, confidence in your sister, I believe you said, yep. and her husband. Yep. And you had confidence in them, and you decided to compete with yourself. And that's literally you in a nutshell. Have you even thought about that? I have not. Okay. And that's, but the name of that my business came very quickly. So okay. It, you got a yeah. signal. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So complete confidence compete. golf, compete confidence golf yeah. is really what it's about. It's really being competitive. So do you think, do you feel that off the golf course when people start taking on golf, they become more of a competitive person? Probably with, I mean, they should be competitive with themselves. Yeah. Okay. Meaning like they become competitive with themselves because golf, what happens is when you start playing golf, you become better pretty quickly. Meaning like you kind of, from just starting to maybe, you know, shooting in the, high 90s can be a pretty fast transition and you're like holy moly i'm where do i sign up for the pga tour you know you get yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, golf yeah, addiction yeah, yeah. fast because you see progress so quickly now going getting better after that is is it takes work and and that's where that competitiveness how do you deal with that because I, I see that in um i see that in all sports and all levels of everything it's like in business people want to get to uh six figures when they first get started and yeah. they finally get the six figures on a million dollars a year yeah and they get to a million dollars a year and then like to get from a million to three is kind of doable and then three to ten is like people just get stuck there forever mm -hmm. yeah. and the same thing happens in golf when people go from being decent at it so how so just playing with it to decent at it. What are the steps to do that? Like if you were to walk people right now watching this through the steps, I, yeah. I got the three things you shared earlier, yeah. but like, let's just, let's just, let's pretend right now somebody watching this goes, you know, I've played a couple times. I came to Phoenix. I played at the Biltmore when I was there once I've, I've done, um, which is an interesting course in itself, but I'm, but I've, I've played Biltmore. Oh yeah. yeah I've, I've done, yeah. Played, that's all I played when I was a kid. Cause people's parents would come to town when I went to college and we played and it was, yeah. It was not for me, yeah. but um, but nothing is beautiful. But um, the re the reason I bring this up is, if someone watching this goes, you know what, I'd love to get those clubs out again. Go get those fitted. Go go get some new clubs. Mm -hmm. And I really would love to become a just start playing with this at another at another level right now. I'm going to do the three things that she recommended to me. I'm going to yeah. decide that we're going to do that. What do the stages look like for somebody to go from? I really suck at this because that's where I believe yeah. everybody starts yeah. when they suck yeah. at this. Mm -hmm. To I'm better than most people quickly. Yeah. So we're going to join a league first. Okay. So there's men's leagues out there. There's ladies leagues out there. There's co-ed leagues out there. Okay. You're going to join a league. They're all over the place. And the easiest way to find them is to go to the courses that you love okay. and just ask the pro shop. 
okay. know? So if I'm going to go to Papago, because I love playing Papago, I'm going to go to the pro I shop. in college. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go to the pro shop and say, hey, do you have a ladies league here? They're going to say yes. They're going to give me their contact information, and I'm going to email them or call them and say, hey, I want to join. When do you play? Usually, you know, usually these leagues play on a certain day of the week, and you join, and you start meeting new people, and you start playing with different people, and it gives you that uncomfortable feeling that will take you to that next level. That it gives you the community that you've been talking yes, about. Yes, yeah. Oh, absolutely. People it gives that you want community. you to win? Do they want you to do well? Like, because when I, I play hockey with a club like that, and like mm-hmm. we, we're not competing against each other, we like, we help each other out. Yeah. Do you find that most of these clubs are people that, what kind of people are, I know you can't speak for everyone everywhere. Yeah, well, there's like, always going to be people that are more competitive than others. Let's give and them a name. What would you call those kind of people? <laughs> give I them mean, a name. What do we call them? Um, uh, Barbs. Barbs. Okay. If your name is Barb, you're not, We just please do not send anything in. Okay, and here's yes. the thing. I love Barb. Barb okay. is a person, okay. actually. And the first day I went to, I joined a ladies league, Barb said something that made me cry. What'd she say? She implied that I was playing slow. And I was. You mean like, but she was behind you? No, she was with us. But we could see the group behind us standing on the uh, tee box, you know, which are, yeah, with yeah. their bitch yeah, wings yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. And bitch wings, they're called? Yeah. Do it again. Okay, bitch, bitch wings. wings. Okay, yeah. And so in our group, we were having the conversation of, okay, we should hurry up a little bit. And Barb goes, you know, Barb goes, well, I'm not the one that's slowing us down. And meanwhile, I'm really struggling on that hole. It was a water hole. I'm hitting it in the water. I'm blading it out of the bunker. So, And this is my first day there. So I'm like highly sensitive to begin with. I'm the new girl. I'm uncomfortable. And it made me, it made me cry. Now, fast forward 12 years later, Barb is my member member partner. She's, te- she's taught me more things about golf than any instructor can possibly teach me. Like she is one of my closest golf buddies. And she gave you shit. And she gave me shit the first day and made me cry. And I thought, wow, what a bitch. Do you think she didn't like you or she actually cared enough to tell you the truth? I think uh, the, the second option. <laughs> she <laughs> like I, cared enough. She didn't. She yeah, wasn't she nice. just, you know, she's just a golfer, meaning like she's just out there golfing and she doesn't. And you she's were slow. She's going to say what's on her mind. And, you were slow. And I was causing the slow up. For so sure. you were actually meant messing with her mental game. Because she wanted to get back in there and keep playing, and you were slowing down her momentum. Yeah, and she's not going to hold any. Barb doesn't hold anything back. Okay. okay. The barbs don't hold anything back. They just say what's on their mind. and. So know. when you go to one of these communities, yeah. you're going to meet a barb. You're going to meet a barb. And, and that barb is going to be possibly your greatest asset. Yes. Okay. It's all a matter of just sticking in there. So first up, join a league. Okay. okay? Make friends. Get a community going. Yep. You will start playing tournaments within that league, too. So it will take you on to that tournament level. They'll introduce you to tournaments. After that, you're going to join. A, you're going to uh, reach out to your state association. So your local or your state golf association is an amazing resource for you. Okay, So they hold state tournaments for all levels. So for the best golfers in the state, they're going to hold tournaments for. And for the 20 handicap, they're going to hold tournaments for. And maybe just fun days. Or they have, in Arizona, they have groups for 30 under, or golf groups that if you're 30 years old or younger. you know. So they have lots of different avenues for you to meet new people and to compete. So reach out to your local or your state golf. So everything's just sitting there. Oh, yeah. I think, I think that's like the, with everything I tell everyone. People ask me, how do you become a better speaker? I said, there's Toastmasters is right around the corner. Yeah. You can start. There's a community or a club for everyone, yeah. anything. If you're like literally like I want to be on a petting zoo, there is a group of yeah. people that want to teach you how to own a petting zoo. But golf has it all set up, ready to go. So if there's any fascination with that, mm-hmm. what you're offering is a step above. So if like you're now like want to test what you're doing in your local area and you want to jump out and get with the people that are like – not decided to be perfect or not decided that we're going PGA tomorrow, correct? But what, like, just want to really build a community of people that want the best for each other, that really want to win? Yeah, and that want to compete, yep. but also have a really good time. Okay. And then when that's like tournaments. And then for the retreat area, it is people that want, women that want an amazing, luxurious golf trip. Got it. Like the best hotels, the best food, the best golf courses. Like, no expense. Like, everything is 
Well, there is an expense, yeah. but there's no What's the nothing. Nothing no is no, is is um, spared. spared. Thank so thanks, you. Chip. Appreciate it. So um, okay, got it. So no expense is left out, yeah. and literally people that just want to be around. Because I I'm a member of a lot of mastermind groups. Mm-hmm. I would consider that a mastermind. Yeah, it is, and um, I pay a lot of money. Oh yeah, like tens of thousands of dollars every year to join masterminds. Mm-hmm. One year, spending over a hundred grand a year to be part of groups of people, mm-hmm. and. The reason is it's it's not you're paying for your friends, but you are investing in relationships and you're skipping all the drama. I'm not having to go mm-hmm. meet people online and then go meet them here, maybe with a friend. Yeah. We put all people that have competitive nature, they have a love for golf, they have a love for travel, they have a love for hanging out with other ladies, all in one place, correct? Yeah. And we're taking care of all the details for you. So you don't have to think. No. So it's so it's a vacation from your life doing things that you love. My wife mm-hmm. sent me to Lake yeah. Placid to go play hockey with the 80s Olympic team for my, remember the movie Miracle? I, yeah. yeah, remember that the night against the Russians? My wife sent me to go to Lake Placid, which is near Rochester, yeah. upstate New York, yeah. oh, to yeah. go play. I was with all dudes that liked hockey, that are all competitive, that all wanted to win. And you've created that more than just a one-time experience. You created that on a regular basis for yeah. people. absolutely. So how do people like find out? Is there like an application process? Like how would anybody watching this get a hold of you and find out? I have more questions for you, yeah. but I want to make sure we, we, yeah. we plant so the seed. My website it, you, is competeconfidencegolf.com. Okay. And that's where all the, the we'll tournaments. We'll put that, yeah. like it'll go the on the notes. bottom of the screen. Not yeah. a show notes, we're going to like yeah. put it on the screen. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you that's, put it in pink. <laughs> so tournament schedule there is there, retreat schedule is there all the practice programs that we have and then you know my podcast too so i okay. do a podcast twice a week and how do they find the podcast uh it's tea time with tori totless so mo- so because i have a unique name all you really have to do is search my name okay. and everything pops up pretty quickly oh perfect okay yeah. so tea time yeah tea okay. time tea time i yeah. love it okay so we'll be able to do that so let me ask you this because I'm a, I'm a marketer by mm-hmm. trade so if i were to share this with you this little idea typically i found that if you tell people what it does they may or may not show up. Let me ask you a better question. Who's it for? So I learned that if you can say out loud who this is actually for, mm-hmm. maybe you and I can have a little marketing experiment right yeah. now and we'll yeah. market this. And the reason I'm excited about it is I've seen the results. My wife has been to your event. She isn't a golfer, but she's there at support mm-hmm. and worked with one of your sponsors. And you yeah. look for sponsors as well, correct? Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, that's yeah. another thing. So mm-hmm. who, sponsors are people who want to talk to those those women, correct? Absolutely. That yeah. would support golf, not just golf, just in general, that would be their clients. And that's almost golf's biggest secret is uh, there is a lot of women joining this game right now. Okay. I think it's actually the biggest demographic joining golf for for years. I now. can see that. Yeah. So who's who's it for? So let's play a little game. So it's pretty specific. It's for Francine. Her okay. name's Francine. Yep. And she's um, fifty four years old. This is the this is the avatar? Yeah. Fantastic. So yeah. Bar it's not for Barb? No, well, no, actually, it's not for Barb, because Barb likes to take, you know, she likes to do everything herself. Okay, so it's for Francine, go ahead. Yep, it's for Francine, and she's, Francine's about a 19 handicap, around 54, and she loves to practice, and she loves to play in all the tournaments, and she loves good food, and she loves good travel, and she wants to become a better golfer. And that's your avatar. Yeah. And that's the ideal person for this. Can they have a different I'm name or is it stuck with Francine? always talking to Francine. Well, I'm always talking to Francine, but obviously it's okay. lots of people. So you're telling me that you have created a community of people that are women that enjoy golf more than just a hobby, correct? Oh, yeah. And they are committed to getting better at their game and surrounding themselves with people that could make their game better. Yeah. Am I saying this correctly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are people that... Uh, it is not for people that want to tell people others what to do or to coach people or to be pushy or be obnoxious or be overly competitive with each other, correct? Yeah, even though that happens, but yeah. But it's really for people that want to be competitive with themselves and put themselves in situations to get around top-notch golf and to put themselves in situations that are outside of what they do normally. Yeah, enjoy golf at every level. Okay, very good. Yeah. So the reason I say it like that and the reason I share that is as we get really clear with like the Francines of the world mm-hmm. is it, it's more than just golf what you're offering. Mm-hmm. You're offering people an opportunity to get better at life. Yeah. And with the tune of golf, with the thing that they truly enjoy, and it's no different than what you did years ago with the sober softball, you're offering people a way to get out of what they do currently and to, to come back better. So so when people do these tournaments, when they go to your 
the big one like in Texas coming yep. up. What are the dates for that? Do you have that? October 15th through 17th. Okay, got it. So like right around my birthday. Okay, yep. 15th to 17th in October. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be doing um, an event in, where's it at? Stonebriar Country, Stone Country Club in Frisco, Texas. How'd you pick that? Because Frisco's great. How'd you pick that? Uh, I have contacts there. So uh, Carrie Canoy, who travels okay. with us and is our tournament director at most most events, she is the main, she's a teaching professional there. Okay. So, so she, she said, come down and we'll be able to make yeah. this happen. Yep. Okay. Okay. Very good. So, um, you asked me earlier before we got started and I didn't have it, maybe we'll have it in the show notes later, but you asked me the question about like my goal for the next year. And I gave you what I thought was very excited. We're working on. Mm-hmm. So what does your year look like? It's, um, January 1st, 2024. And mm-hmm. we're looking back. I put it on the spot cause we're recording this right now. Yep. So then I'll have to remind you and I'll send you a copy of this to okay. see if you did it. Like so it. it's January 1st, 2024. How is your life different personally? professionally and with the impact that you're doing all three of those areas personally Mm -hmm. improved professionally improved and your impact you're making in seven eight months from now Okay, so I'm going to go with the middle. You can go with anyone. You're ADD. Go with the professional. Yeah, we're going to go with the professional. professional. (laughs) Yeah, Bob Barker. That says a lot about my three tiers. We'll deal with that later. So in 20 uh, January 1st 2024, I have a very clear vision of the three pillars that I'm working on. So I'm very focused on three areas of my business and everything else is muted. So I'm really trying to pare down what I'm doing so that I can focus and put all my energy to making three areas of my business the best they can be. Are you comfortable sharing what those are? Yeah, so podcast. Okay. Um, I'm doing a series on YouTube right now called The Golf Closet Okay. and then events. I, I group events and tournaments together. Got it. So, yeah. and we call everything an event in our company. We yeah. have a little something we call the BDA, which is before, during, and after. Yeah. We treat everything as an event. You yeah. were an event coming in here today. Yeah. Uh, going to, uh, going to, uh, it's someone's birthday. It's an event before, mm-hmm. during, and after. And we look at everything in, in life as an event. Yeah. Because it, it's an event. Mm-hmm. It has to, it has to show up as an event to be eventful for people. Exactly. So number one is events. Got yeah. it. We're going to work on those three things. Mm-hmm. Got it. Professionally. Now you got two more categories. Personal for your personal life, because I truly believe when that is out of whack, yeah. the other stuff doesn't work well, and I also believe if there's no impact, this shit gets boring exactly. down the middle. So pick a side. So we're gonna go to personal next. Yep. The reason why I wanna pare down so much in my professional and really zero in on things is because I want more time for family and yeah, pretty much more time f- for my family. Because you got teenagers, right? I have teenagers. I need to give me that look. It's a job in itself. It's I've been through it. I got advice else. for. I have a 22 year old that's graduated from college, so it, it is possible. So he likes yeah. you again. Yeah. No, she, 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 yeah. she. Oh, she. she likes she's loved you. me the whole time. Yeah, she's. Wow. Uh, it's mom. They battle with mom. Yes, you know what I'm saying? they do. They, don't they, they, they move away a little bit, and then my 11 year old. I just told her, "You're gonna love daddy. You're gonna love daddy. <laughs> daddy." And I'm watching it shift. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. So, um, you, it's a hard job in itself, just raising teenagers, yeah. especially in the world today. Mm-hmm. Um, so the past year, I've been so focused on business, like last summer. I was barely around. And so I'm really, I don't want another summer like that. I want okay. a summer Did they tell you the you weren't around? No, well, maybe they did, but I probably wasn't listening because okay. I was so focused, you know, on building this. So- Was it worth it? I think it was. I think there's periods, there's seasons in your life that you sometimes, that that's just how it is. Yep. You know, I know that's how it was with my husband when he was growing his business. I've seen it with my parents and my sister. So. We'll accept that as a season of really intense business work, but I don't want another summer to go by where I'm absent as much as I was. Got it. So, so the summer's going to be different. Yeah. Okay. So really paring down what I'm focusing on, on on and believing in these three pillars so much that I know that this could grow my impact and give me more time personally. So Got it. Yeah. So if somebody comes to you and go, hey, we're going to sell these new clubs, you're like, it doesn't fit in my three pillars. No, Unless it does. it does. Someone's like, hey, we I got a new supplement for golf or like doesn't fit in my pillars. Yeah. And I've now learned what I enjoy doing and what I don't enjoy doing and doing affiliate stuff. I don't enjoy doing whatsoever. Got it. I like, usually tell people you can usually, I'm not going to, I'm going to say it here, but I usually say to people, you just keep the money. I don't need it. Like I'll promote me. You promote you. And, exactly. and as soon as we start playing nickels and dimes, it changes the relationship. Yeah. yeah. There's a time when it's probably a good idea, but it's not the time. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So, you know, what else don't you like? Um, good question. Um, I'm just seeing how I'm learning lessons on how to run events better. Okay. You know, I mean, there's, 
I mean, things that go wrong are things that you just have never, never think of sometimes. Yeah. And so it's learning all those lessons and and making better budgets and and giving getting more profit out of these. Well, and, it's only another five thousand oh, dollars. Oh, it's yeah. another ten. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And I'm. Hmm, how do I say this? I'm not really. I'm motivated by building. Yeah. I'm not motivated by money that much. Let's be careful. Even though I let, like let, money. Let, let's be careful with that. Well, because okay. I know that they go together let's be careful with that yeah. and i and the reason i'm saying let's be careful so you're my show i get to call yeah. you out on this oh, but, yeah, but let, let's 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 be careful with the money thing so it's not that you're not motivated by money it's not your primary i want to be I wanna, it's a language yeah. thing it is yeah. not your primary decision maker yeah so you are motivated by money because if you didn't have it you'd get up and go make money yeah oh yeah okay so let's Good get point. really clear yep. you're not you do not have a i'm not motivated by money issue you're dealing with it is not your primary decision maker mm-hmm. yeah so if i were to guess People having an incredible experience is more valuable to you than, and I would say, incredible experience and impact somewhere mm-hmm. fallen one and two. Mm-hmm. Being a profitable event is probably like five or six. It's down below. Yes. Okay. And Thank I guarantee, you. am I correct about yes. that? So the reason I, I clarify is people, I teach people all the time, like there's a thing people say like golf is hard and I say bullshit, it's not hard. It's harder than you'd like it to be because you haven't applied yourself yet. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. Golf is not hard. It is only harder than it should be because you haven't put your name into the game yet. Mm-hmm. Am I correct about that? Mm-hmm. So when I reason I correct language with people on this is because I want them to walk away and going, God, I'm never going to say that shit again. Yeah. Because as soon as you stop saying that, you will attract more money. Yeah. And then your business gets easier and you get more I, time with the family. I so that. actually, I, I am. What, well, you know, it, it's a big thing. So you've got to look at this and go. I'm here to. I am. I am motivated by literally money buys me time. And I find the more money I have, the more time I have, the more time I have, the more time I have my family. So money allows me to be, have convenience, to not wait for things, a better hotel room. I don't wait online. Like, I don't wait online for anything. I go to Disneyland. Yeah. I buy the $7,000 oh, yeah. tour. I don't screw around. Like, I totally. literally, I'm a, I'm a convenience person. Mm-hmm. Convenience takes cash. Yes. So I'm motivated by convenience. Convenience takes cash. Do you like that? that on a t-shirt we're gonna put that on a t-shirt on a t-shirt convenience yeah can my wife's gonna love that one yeah Deborah's gonna love it convenience okay requires cash what did i say convenience what did we say what is it convenience takes cash cash. okay so we got cash we get convenience and when you have convenience you get time and your life gets easier Mm. you're less stressed and this is why when i i watch these these incredible golfers out there they are not doing all these things it's not that the prima donna's out there it's they know that if they're doing all of the work that they were doing 20 years ago and worried about their bag and worried about everything and where their shoe goes. I promise mm-hmm. you, the Tiger Woods of the world have somebody doing shoe one, shoe two, and clears out their oh, hotel yeah. room. And I know that totally. for exact fact. Yeah. Okay. And I know that for exact fact that they do not pack their bag leaving the hotel. So my question is, that's a whole nother level that I guarantee that people can get to. So I believe golf can teach people how to play at that at that big level. All right, I want to break in here real quick and remind you that motivation and mindset do not happen by accident. They happen by choice. They happen by decision. And why not start off the week in the most incredible way with an incredible Monday mindset that you can activate in less than 90 seconds. Go to michaelburnoff.com forward slash Monday mindset and you'll get access to our quick 90 second emails and videos that we will send every single Monday to activate your mindset in business and personal and every aspect of your life so you can guarantee to live an above average life. michaelburnoff.com forward slash Monday Mindset. Get your access today. So we're gonna get back on track on this. There's my coaching moment for you. So we got impact and I want that for you more than anything to get back. So uh, it's really get back with your family and stuff because when you have less to worry about and you left to think about, like I think the media can really screw with a golfer or even a professional athlete. I think if they talk about someone's divorce in the middle of the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. I think you mess up their game. Oh yeah. And I truly believe if we have shit going on in our own lives and our lives are not working the way they want them to, there's no way we can play well. We can compartmentalize for maybe a tournament, but not for a, a year. So I truly believe when yeah. you're shit straight, your your game goes through the roof. Yeah. And also, do you, I believe that one of the gifts you're giving the ladies out there is getting a chance to get away from their life and talk with other people that are dealing with challenges. Because it's not all golf the whole time, is it? No, not at all. What, what are we talking about at dinner and stuff? Oh my God, all sorts of things. And it's part of your marketing. You got to cover I, this. I, <laughs> so again competitive tournament and then all the meals and entertainment afterwards so it's about it's just about as much fun off the golf course as it is on the golf course but the greatest thing people tell me is that they went and played golf because it's people are coming from all over the country we had 36 different states represented at the desert classic back in march so the greatest thing they could tell me is we just played we all met up and we only know each other because of the Desert Classic, and we all just played golf together in North Carolina. Okay. Common bond. Yeah. 
And then they may do it once now and then once again in a year exactly. and three years and they wind up on your, uh, uh, do you have a mailing list of uh, people to get a hold of? Oh, yeah. Where's that? Your website? Yes. Give it one more time. Uh, competeconfidencegolf.com and you just scroll to the bottom and there's an opt-in right there. And you'll be able to share a bunch of stuff. Yes. And, okay, oh, yeah. Good. Our team, these people know what opt-ins are, oh, yeah. landing pages oh, yeah. and squeeze Freebies, pages all and all that them. stuff. Oh, yeah. They all know all the stuff. Okay, so we covered, this is going to be the fun part. So yeah. we covered, I understand what you want and I want that for you more than you could imagine because I truly believe when people get their personal stuff straight, their every their their business just takes off through exactly, the roof. That's the yeah. business I'm in. I, don't, mm-hmm. I teach people about business by get by re-erecting and building the ability to do what is they need to do. Third thing is impact. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the impact January 1st, 2024? What impact is your life making on the world and your mission in this community? We have grown the sport in women's golf. So we are showing them what the journey looks like. We're showing them what the next steps are. Because even the woman that is just playing with their husband or significant other on the weekends, if I could show her that there's this entire community of women out there that they can also play golf with, and out of that community, they are meeting new friends and bringing that community into their life, into their soul, that is what gives me the greatest pleasure ever. Because again, it's hard meeting friends and joining communities as an adult. It's tough. You have this growing up and it's so easy and then all of a sudden you're an adult and after you know kids are gone they're away at college and it's like now what so golf gives you that avenue to be competitive to meet new people to travel so january 1st 2024 i have grown my reach and in order to provide more women the map to how fabulous this golf is that this sport is in many different ways it's not just going out once a week with your husband or significant other there's this whole world i love it okay so i'm gonna ask one more question here real quick uh is it okay for women who get better than their husbands to beat them in golf absolutely how did he take it he because he was better than you at first yeah so how did how did that go the day i mean i'm just gonna be honest like when was the last time he won um, it's been a while. It's been a while, but I, my husband's so proud of, of me and he just, he's just such an easygoing guy that it doesn't affect him. Okay. I know that, that he's still competitive, sense. right? Oh yeah. He'll go crush his friends. Oh yeah. Beat them. Yeah. But you beat him. I beat him. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. We're not competitive with each other. It's weird where I've seen a lot of like, even my parents, they're kind of competitive with each other, but. So you're sure each are competitive with yourselves. Yeah. But you play against each other and you're willing to beat him. Yeah. Do you think that gives him a gift? Do you think that gives him a gift? I think he, he loves playing golf with me. So. Very good. And yeah. if you played down to make him feel better, would you think that would serve him? Not at all. Okay. So you no. recommend... There's no participation this, trophies. Um, I love it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, hate, I hate that 13th place trophies and stuff like that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been absolutely incredible. Yeah. I got to tell you, I'm super excited about sharing this with a lot of people. I learned a lot about golf and I realized that one of the, some of the reasons I, I don't want to say avoided it, but never really got into it is because I'm doing a lot of things incorrectly. I've literally just thought magically and I know better than this that I should just show up one day on the course and I'll magically be good at it. There are some fundamental skills that right off the bat give you a massive one, two, three percent advantage. I go down to that store on Shea. If I could just go down there real quick or any oh, of those yeah. stores, mm-hmm. I can pop in there real quick and very quickly go get myself some clubs that fit me, wait a few months, get the custom clubs, whatever it is that I need. Yeah. It doesn't then, even take that long. But what we did back in the old days. Yeah. Okay. But walk in there, get some clubs to fit me. Yeah. Um, and then pick a course, play it a few times, make sure to map it out. And I have a get chance. Get a handicap index. Get a handicap in index, mm-hmm. decide to maybe map a few things, pick up your your course. You saw yeah. that online course? Oh yeah. Okay. How does somebody find out about that it's all at competeconfidencegolf.com and you just click practice programs and there's a couple options there okay for you now, very depending good. on what you want to work on and you got a couple options for different things oh yeah okay perfect perfect so this is this has been absolutely incredible i really appreciate it. you are definitely someone who lives an above average life and screams the words average sucks by the way she lives and i got to tell you you have to really be proud of yourself and i know that you covered something you don't normally cover here with the your turn like the, the the decision you made and the incredible mentors you had your sister at 19 and deciding to make a difference in your life do something different and then, then that led to the softball league because if that didn't happen, you wouldn't have the softball league. And if the softball league didn't happen, I believe you wouldn't be doing this today. Yeah. I believe one thing led to the other because I think the second you got into golf and you're like, other women want this. Wait a second. I've done that before. Mm-hmm. So I truly believe the challenges that we have in life really make us greater. And I love that you said, go out there and challenge yourself in golf. 
and go out there and make yourself uncomfortable because that's going to be the goal to get where you want. So, Tori, this has been awesome. Appreciate you. And I'd love to pick this up down the road again. And I'd love to pick it up next year and find out how you did what you said you were going to do and all the different things the way they showed up. Absolutely. Thanks. Appreciate Michael it. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for thank you for being here. Uh, yep. Thank you. Well, thanks for joining us for the Average Sucks Show. And the big question people ask is like, Michael, what is next? And the answer is simple. Get Average Sucks my brand new book and the reason why I want you to have this is if there's things you want in your life and for some reason you've said to yourself why am I holding back why am I not getting what I want I know I'm capable of more this book answers all of that and more so go to averagesucks.com check out all the other stuff on the page got a bunch of bonuses for you get the book read the book and most importantly follow the instructions they're very simple you'll finish this little book in uh, in a couple hours real easy to read and it's going to start showing you how to get more of what you want in this world so averagesucks.com and catch us on the next average sucks show